On today's episode, we go back to school. And Ben Horowitz has a harsh yet refreshing reminder, nobody cares. All this and more today on Recur Now. From ProfitWell's Boston HQ, it is Wednesday, January 15th. I'm Abby Sullivan. I'm James Herrick. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. First up, your daily subscription digest. Higher education is in a bubble in which trillions are being invested in something that works for a small minority of people. That's what Jolt founder Roy Deutsch is saying after raising $14.1 million in a Series A funding. Jolt is an education startup that describes itself as an alternative to the traditional MBA courses. With Jolt, students accumulate and pay for only the classes they need to build their own diploma. And if they don't want to complete the full program, they don't have to. Operating on a monthly rolling basis, courses can even be paused for financial purposes or in terms of time management. Students sign up for lessons through the Jolt app and attend them at their nearest campus. Lessons are offered largely in the evening to help students study alongside their day job. Once they've completed a lesson or section, they're given a qualification that can be used immediately or set towards a wider diploma. The lessons and workshops revolve around practical applications of the skills, debates, and discussions and other interactive tasks. During Deutsch's exposure to the Israeli Defense Forces, he says he witnessed regular people being turned into intelligence officers within just months, which proves that the military and other government organizations are effective at training people, while the rest of the population is seemingly suffering from education that's not always good enough. This realization, says Joel CEO, led them to question why traditional, centuries-old private and government-led educational institutions seems to struggle to achieve such results, which ultimately motivated them to build an alternative higher education option. Jolt's funding has reached $23.3 million in three years, and we have high hopes for the future of this subscription education. And with more in schooling, we're headed to UserPilot's product adoption school because it's setting out to help drive more consistent aha moments along the user journey. We're talking things like building a solid onboarding process, mapping your user journey to complete adoption, detecting dropouts in the user journey, plus hypothesizing effective solutions, and choosing and building the right product experiences for your onboarding. You can get all the lessons at once or have them delivered to your inbox in waves. It's all free and all yours. Onboarding can be and should be leveraged to effectively increase your trial to paid conversions substantially. We'll link to a talk with a full slide deck that Drip's founder Rob Walling gave at our headquarters back in 2017. It's on how to double your trial to paid conversion rate with the power of onboarding. We also have a talk given by AppQ's Jonathan Kim on boosting retention by utilizing tactics like strong onboarding, which we'll give you a look inside later in this episode. And Nick Maida, CEO over at Gainsight, tweeted out a nice little reminder this past weekend. Albeit harsh, it's quite frankly the mid-January kick in the butt we needed. Every time I find myself struggling with a challenge or throwing myself a pity party, he writes, I reread what I consider the greatest CEO blog post of all time. It's called Nobody Cares by Ben Horowitz. And since we know and admire Nick, we took a read-through ourselves. In it, Ben tells a story of the coach of the New York Giants, who, during a tough time medically for his team, was given the following advice. Nobody cares. Just coach your team. And apparently that resonated with Ben. He reminds us that all the mental energy we use to elaborate our misery would be far better used trying to find the one seemingly impossible way out of our current mess. It's best to spend zero time on what you could have done and all your time on what you might do. Because in the end, nobody cares, he says. Just run your company. It's a quick read, but it's a good reminder that amid trying times or what feels like turmoil, we need to recenter and come back down to earth. Ben is the author of some best-in-class business books 
books, like The Hard Thing About Hard Things, which we review in our segment called The Profit Well Book Club. We'll show you what that's all about later in this episode. And we'll link to Ben's full piece in your subscriber newsletter. And that's a wrap on your January 15th subscription news. Up next, Retention Intel from Jonathan Kim. Uh, before digging into the tactics, which I'm going to spend the rest of the talk talking about, uh, I'd like to call out a framework that's been really helpful for helping me approach uh, retention and, and really get a wrap around it. Um, it's really simple. It's really just to break retention down into three parts. You've got your short-term retention, you've got your mid-term retention, and then you've got your long-term retention. And uh, this was actually spoken about first a few years back uh, at previous SAS Fest. Brian Balfour gave a talk here last year. Uh, Dan Walchenek gave another one. Both are really great about retention. Uh, so I highly recommend checking them out. Uh, but this is the framework, short, mid, long, uh, and setting goals around them. So the first one, we're going to dive into each. The first one, uh, short-term retention. This is all about that first impression. And the goal here is to really get uh, customers a reason to come back a second time or try us again. Uh, that's really the main, the main intention there. And the metrics we want to look at, activation rate uh, and D7 retention rate, or basically any indication that they're coming back a second time. Um, I can go into more detail about activation rate. That's actually a, probably a whole other topic. Um, but uh, super important defining your activation. Midterm retention, this is all about uh, making them successful from the start. So um, it, we want to bridge between the short-term retention strategy that we're setting up to get them to come back a second time, and then we want to start building lasting value uh, so that they can start seeing that value or building a habit later on. The metrics here that we want to look at, uh, feature adoption rate, and you know, somewhere between like a two and four uh, or six-week retention. So are they coming back? Uh, are they giving us a chance to build a habit? And then we've got long-term value. So this is uh, you know, all about repeatedly surfacing that value. So we've set them up for success. Uh, we've gotten them to start giving us a chance to build this habit. We need to start surfacing them the value that they put in on their investment. Uh, and the trick here is to really get in early uh, and get in their way enough so that we can improve adoption, improve utilization, but not so much that we start getting annoying. And uh, I think one of the challenges here that makes this really tricky is the, the indicators here. The metrics are lagging indicators. Uh, so things like contract length can take months, quarters, years to actually prove out. And you can supplement that or balance that out by looking at metrics that talk about friction. Uh, so contact ratio is one. This is the number of support tickets that you get per customer. Uh, and another one is customer satisfaction. So these are sort of proxies that you can use to determine if you're moving in the right direction. Last but not least, we have a teaser for the ProfitWell Book Club. The ProfitWell Book Club breaks down relevant industry books, finding the lessons that matter. We read from cover to cover, so you don't have to. Find this and more like it on RecurNow.com. And that's it for your January 15th episode of RecurNow. Check back here tomorrow for more subscription news and resources, same time, same place.